millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. As America prepares its presidential election on November the 3rd, we look at the life of a president who 40 years ago was called a dangerous extremist, who wanted to put nuclear weapons in space and who proposed large tax and spending cuts hoping to destroy the power of Washington. Go and get a uniform report of the scrubs. Why? Because I think you'd make a football player. I doubt Try it. Try it anyway. All right, if you insist. Now, wait a minute. What's your name? Kip. George Kip. Raised in the small towns of Illinois, he was the actor who changed America, helped bring down the Berlin Wall and became a lion of the right. If you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. A movie star and Democrat, as the president of the Screen Actors Guild, he worked to root out communist influence in Hollywood. I never, as a citizen, want to see our country or become urged by either fear or resentment of this group that we ever compromise with any of our democratic principles through that fear or resentment. His speech in 1964, a time for choosing for Republican presidential nominee Barry Goldwater, earned him national attention as a new conservative spokesman. One side in this campaign has been telling us that the issues of this election are the maintenance of peace and prosperity. The line has been used, we've never had it so good. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. Listen to part one of Ronald Reagan, from Illinois to California on 10 American presidents, from Royfield Brown and the author of Reagan, American icon Ewan Morgan. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a cast and wherever else you get your podcasts. Philippa at the Quick Book Reviews podcast. Now more than ever, people are often turning to a book to provide them with a great escape, and they usually get asked, which book should I read next? There are so many to choose from. Well, help is at hand. The Quick Book Reviews podcast does what it says on the tin. It gives you some quick book reviews. You can tell how long it took me to come up with that market-leading title. Well done, me. And it covers all sorts of different books you might be interested in. And, hopefully, a happy half hour with me chatting about life, cups of tea, biscuits and books. Lots of books. From crime to thriller to general fiction, audiobooks, even children's books. If I think it's good, I'll want to tell you about it. And if I'm not such a fan, I'll tell you that too. 
It's not about literature or fine arts. It's just about finding a good read that makes you want to keep turning the pages, finding books that deliver a great ending. Fancy a listen? Download the Quick Book Reviews podcast and see what you think. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, Anna. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that are centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the 350th edition, who also goes by the name of Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the debutant of the ball, who is... Rosie Porty. And we're also joined by the squire of the ball, who goes by the name of... Quentin Rayner. Because it's party time, we have the company of... Mm, it says here on my script, two of Ambridge's most famous party people but at the moment we only have one we have the drink drinker supreme who goes by the name of Sunny Orman Lillian Bellamy <laughs> and let's hope folks let's hope uh, that before we get to the end of the show we actually have Michael Lumsden aka that Shula free party animal Alistair the vet the last part of this week's party folks is of course you mass dumpty dummers or shall we call you the zoomerinerers uh, this week now this week's dumpty dum is from jenny from southampton now rosie if somebody would like to send us in a dumpty dum how can that be done if you'd, if you'd like to sing us a dumpty dum or give us a pop prediction then call us on 0203 031 3105 leave us a message on speak pipe speak pipe even we've only had half a gin um, or send us a text message starting with dumb to 07786 uh, I've got a confession to make because deep down I've always wanted to be Kerry Warbis I think it's the fabulous red hair but uh, I get to say what she always says on the Dumpty Dum podcast uh, so I get to say thanks to our social media supremos dotted around cyberspace uh, Cosmo for his podcast roundups Mike Hatton for his, count, his character counts. Shambridge, of course, for her voices and her sniffs. And last but not least, Lucy B. Freeman. So this is Dumpty Dum Talent Show to celebrate our 350th episode. Now, after today's show, um, we'll be heading into what Royal calls our cocktail hour. Baker's belief, I suppose, uh, with our Dumpty Dum Talent Show. Now, if you fancy singing a song, playing an instrument, performing a poem, perhaps announcing a vaccine for COVID, whatever talent <laughs> you have, there will be a prize for the best and worst act. So don't feel shy, just feel very afraid. Now, we just ask that it is a maximum plea, we beg you, of no more than two minutes. Now, folks, we are live on Zoom, and so there are actually no caller in us. So uh, after our chat with our esteemed guests, or probably guests looking at the way things are going, you can ask a question via Zoom, make a plot prediction or comment on this week's action in Ambridge. But 
first, before all that, it is our hard-hitting interview of the week. Hard-hitting interview of the week. Sonny, yes. uh, you're becoming somewhat of a regular on the old dum-de-dums now, aren't you? Thank you for inviting me. It's lovely. Well, it, it, you know, it's only taken you six years and now we literally can't get you off. We love you that much. Oh, that's lovely. That's great. I suppose the first things that we have to ask you is you guys are back at the mailbox. How is it? How's the social distancing working? How does it feel back to see the cast? It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's great. Obviously, we do have the social distancing. It's not as it was pre-COVID um, uh, and health and safety is absolutely paramount uh, but it's just great to be back in studio just physically in each other's company you know as much as anything well, studio is very very different now I mean when, when you, you can't for, for, for one thing we cannot touch anything at all because if, if, if any of us touch anything then obviously you know it, it all has to be sanitized and so on so it's just one person in studio that can touch anything uh, when you get into studio of course we have markings all around the studio where we can walk where we can't walk uh, we each each actor has their own microphone now um you know times past you'd all share the same microphone in whatever location that you were in but we each now have our own microphone so we, we're kind of alongside each other uh, two meter distance um and if we have for instance supposedly have a glass of gin as my character may have uh we need to bring our own glass with us um uh because the spot person can't can't touch all that yes gin yeah thank you and um so any props like that we have to to bring ourselves for safety's sake we have the producer now with us in studio before the producer was always in the cubicle where the episodes are recorded but because of all the restrictions, only two people now are allowed in the studio. And that's the studio manager who's actually recording the programme and also the person on grams who's doing the sound effects. So the producer therefore is with us on the floor, two metres distance, of course, but actually it's quite nice having the producer there with you um, in studio. Uh, and as I understand it, I think there's only about three or four actors can be in a scene I, i've only done two handers um thus far um and our girl who well it's ness actually can go girl or boy but in this instance it's ness who um does all the sound effects in studio with us the spot person she normally used to be by our sides you know doing um all the sound effects if i was reading a newspaper she'd be there you know opening the newspaper um but she's now in another area of the studio on her own separate microphone um so yeah i mean it's it's a very different experience but it's just lovely to to be back there and whereas before we used to have a read through of each episode um, before we recorded it. Now we, re we do all those read-throughs on Zoom, just as we're having Zoom now. We have all the read-throughs on Zoom so that when we actually get into the mailbox, it's only those scenes that we are in that we're actually involved in. So they try and keep as few people um, around as, as, as possible. So you don't, you don't get the full company feel in a way. You do on Zoom when we do our read-throughs, which is lovely. But um, no, it's, it's, it's all very highly organized and one feels very safe, I have to say, really, really safe. Um, and um, in fact, I'm going to record again at the end of the month. And so really looking forward to that very much. Mm. I was going to ask, Sunny, in terms of, so actors are notoriously touchy-feely, 
So how are you preventing yourself from launching yourself at your lovely colleagues who you've met? And so when you were pouring that bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon down Alice's throat the other day, how did you kind of, how did you prevent yourself from giving her a big cuddle? It must be really hard. It, it is. It, it, obviously, it is. I mean, yes, you're, you're, you're right there, Rosie, because we were, the, you know, um, uh, Holly and I, two metres apart when we did it. And of course, you know, you heard um, the, the wine being poured into the glass and that was Ness, who was our spot person doing it in the other area of the studio. And it's interesting you say that because when we did the read through on Zoom, I did say to the producer, being mindful of the fact we were, you know, had to bring our own props, you know, do you want me do you want to hear us drinking or me drinking this? Do I need to bring my own wine glass? And they said, no, 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 to be fine. We just have Ness, Ness pouring it. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, um, you know, it, it, it is tricky because that's your instinct, particularly when you haven't seen people for such a long time as, as obviously we haven't. Um, it's, it's very strange. And it's just also very strange you know, that you can't, when you go into studio, you can't touch anything, even getting into studio, you know, your instinct is to, to open the door, oh, you can't do that, you know. Um, so everything is kind of done for you in, in, in that respect. And even your own chairs, you know, you have your own, you've got all sorts of different types of chairs in studio, but we're now just using plastic chairs because obviously they're easier to sanitize, but we each have our I own. Sorry, Sunny, um, Quentin acting as your butler or maitre d' in this environment because he's so suave and charming and his natural instinct is obviously to open the door for ladies anyway so maybe there's kind of a role for you I mean and, and you're only down the road in Nottingham yeah. I'm, I'm naturally servile Rosie very servile yeah. <laughs> I mean I'll, I'll put in a word for you if you like Quinton I mean you know it would be marvellous that would be a dream come true I'm telling you Sunny. as long as long as you wear that shirt I will um, um, I mean, I, on, on the sound effects thing, Sonny, I mean, obviously a lot of conception is going on in the arches at the moment. Um, <laughs> oh, conception. Yes, conception, yes. yeah, that sort of conception. Um, oh, what do you do, you know, if, if more babies are going to be made, if I may use that euphemism, I mean, what, what, what will you do for the sound effect of kissing? Well, we can do our own kissing, you know. Oh. That's, that's what we actually do normally. Um, well, show us, show us. Well, you see, what do you do? If I, listen, if I was doing a scene with you, Quentin, right, yeah. we, we would, norm, in normal times... Be method, method acting. If you had Quentin in front of you, method acting all the way. Come on, Sonny. It, it might be a short scene as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you would think, Quentin, but normally we'd be around around Mike, but obviously in this situation, you would be two metres uh, apart from me. Yes. And we're doing all the lovey-dovey, and then one of us would elect to do yes. the kissing. And okay. so, say it was me, I would elect to do the kissing. So then I would take my, my you know, the hand like that, and I would just go do this into the microphone. And that's it. And that's the way we kiss. It's a bit hot under the collar there, I think. Because actually, <laughs> believe, believe it or not, if, if you do try and physically kiss um, on mic, a, the scripts are in the way, so there's all, you know, all that goes on. But also, it does, it just, you just don't get the right sound through because the sound is going that way instead yes. of the microphone, do you know what I mean? So that's why, it's great fun. That's, that's what we do. So, you see, it won't be a problem if we have all these babies that we've got to kiss. It, it wouldn't be, no. But, I mean, if, if you were allowed to kiss somebody properly on set, yes. Sunny, um, which fictional character would you like to kiss and which... Real life actor, would you like to kiss? Oh, we're talking about fictional in the arches. Is, is yes. That, yes. Yes. Well, well, I, 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 no, I, I can't. That would be telling. I can't. All right. Fictional. How about fictional? 
fictional, one of the characters. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I, I, I think that, um, you know, it would, I would have to be Justin, wouldn't it? <laughs> Justin. I mean, you know, she, she could, well, she does like to snog a few people, doesn't she? Yeah. And she has to, in her past, but I think it would have to be Justin. Oh, not, not hunky Jacob. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it has been said, you know, there was a, there was a bit going on between between her and Eddie Grundy years ago behind the bike shed when they were at school. But hey, who oh, knows? I forgot about that. Mm. What about Joan's husband, Wayne, who hangs out in the kitchen? What's he like? Well, yeah, a bit greasy, a bit mm. greasy, that's sweaty. That's the only thing. But and Jazza, Jazza might be quite fun, mightn't he? You never know. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, bit a bit of rough. A bit, a bit rough. <laughs> I, I don't think Jazza has enough money for our for our Lillian, does he? You know, it's well, it's not always the money though, is it? He, uh, he thought he had with that scratch card, though, didn't he? Grand to spare. Exactly. He thought he had for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, just big shout out to uh, to everybody who is uh, viewing on uh, Facebook. Uh, my mum, my mum's, my mum is on Facebook. So hello, mum. And we've also got New York Nigel, uh, who's also on Facebook. And then a uh, special big hello going out to everybody on uh, on the YouTubes as well. So we do have a right royal collection of people uh, watching you, uh, Sonny. And uh, and another shout goes out to uh, Michael. If you are lurking. And, and you're watching this and saying, I'm supposed to be in, you know, on centre stage. Uh, please unmute your mic, uh, Michael, and, uh, and and get on. Certainly because of the coronas and all the social distancing, does this mean that maybe some of the older actors, um, has, there been, has there been any talk about maybe the older actors, maybe they can't come, shouldn't come, et cetera, et cetera, or is it just, how does that work? In truth, I, do, I don't know, Rochelle. Actually, I I I I really uh, don't know um, what what has happened with, with that um, at all. Uh, I suppose it's probably, you know, th their decision if 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 they've been asked if they were interested in doing it. Mm -hmm. um, in, inevitably, you know, when when you're older, and also because thinking about most of the older actors, they've got quite a journey. Most of them are sort of more down London-y way. So I'm lucky because I'm I'm Stratford on Avon, so I can control my environment quite easily. You know, I jump in my car and I can drive to the mailbox and I can park in the underground car park and I can easily and safely get up to the studio. But it's a bit more difficult, I think, when you live further away and particularly when you're older. Obviously, they have cars now that bring them, but um you know it's still inevitably uh, a bit more risky but i truly don't know i don't know what the, the, the decisions have been with any of the older actors and just just as a technical uh, point of view everything that we're hearing now is that everything is out of the mailbox or, or are there still some remote recordings um I, I as i understand it it's all being done in the mailbox i mean i may be wrong then there may be the old remote recording going on again i'm not sure i'm i'm not sort of privy to that i'll i'll probably know more when i get into the studio in the month because i was one of the first um actors into studio 
um, uh, in the mailbox uh, a couple of months ago now it was I think um, so everything was terribly new um, but I'll, I'll I'll you know I'll find out more when I when I go in next time but I mean of course I, goodness knows what's going to happen to us all all of us actually you know with the coronavirus spreading in the way that it has whether we'll have to go into lockdown at some stage I, yeah. I, I don't know but at least we all have the equipment still <laughs> in our back bedrooms or wherever we've got it to be able to uh, go back you know to, to recording remotely I hope we don't have to sure. but um, you know we are able to do that so yeah, can I ask a question oh, sorry. So there is, there, there, sorry Rose but there, so there is the potential then for going back to the monologues is there I don't think we know, I know, I don't think we go back to the monologues because okay. the technology has developed enough now for us to, you know, we were doing quite a lot of duologues remotely. Um, yes. So I don't think we'll go back to the monologues unless they decide to do it in a voice or something. But uh, yeah. now, you know, everyone's on top of, te the technical team are on top of being able to record, um, you know, a couple of people, two or three people together, actually. It took a while, you know, it took it a while just to, to sort out the technical issues with all that. And, and the problem was that, you know, there was no time to experiment because we were straight into lockdown 12 weeks worth of scripts were shelved and in order to keep the thing on air you know it was sort of straight in there as, as quickly mm. as we could so I, I guess with everything we were experimenting you know online um but it was lovely i must say to be able to go to those duologues even to do it remotely yeah. to hit somebody else was great the i think the first time i realized it was not wasn't a monologue i think there was a phone call wasn't there i think was it with alice on the phone with somebody i thought my god it's a it's a dialogue that's right that's yeah. right and and yeah that, that that was sort of the way that we kind of got into it and then i i think when i was listening to myself imperceptibly i suddenly was sort of aware oh my goodness hang on people are talking to each other again you know yes. it sort of yes. crept up on you a little bit it did, yeah. um yeah. but it it, it it was great you know and i i just hats off i know there's been criticism about those monologues but you know all i can say is you know um jeremy our editor and the, the, the production team were determined to keep the show on air and unfortunately they, as i said before there wasn't time to experiment they really, everybody was just trying um to see what was working and what didn't work and, and so on and so forth it's, it's, it's been discussed at length on the on the podcast whether any elements of the monologue should be retained yeah. and while initially yeah, everybody was moaning about it calling them the monologues bit by bit people realized that it the monologues added something at certain stages in the narrative yeah. and it did provide insights to characters you wouldn't normally get do you think an element of it will be retained so at times we will hear a character internalizing because it does shed light it, yeah and it maybe that they will decide i mean it, it, it depends it depends when it's used in certain times mm -hmm. it can be used really really well can't it and, yes. and Maybe that would be nice, particularly for characters going through a real crisis. You know, for instance, something like Alice. <clears throat> I don't know if this is just an example, but, you know, maybe it would be quite nice to hear her own inner thoughts sometimes of, of how she's sort of coping. And it, it's not going to work for every character, but I think in certain situations, I think it would work really, really well, actually. Yeah, and, and we've been doing that for years, actually, you know, in other radio stuff. I mean, when I, I've done loads of, you know, period stuff on radio you've got your restoration you've got your Shakespeare and everybody has their own sort of um you know moments to themselves and, and, and so that always works quite quite well um and yeah. of course you've got the device in radio to be able to use the different microphones um which which you know you can get this wonderful microphone which does sound as if it's in the the actor's head you know and, and so you you can hear quite quickly the different um the different vocal sound yeah and different microphones it was really a question about, um, and I think I'm hoping that I can see Witherspoon's 
he's, he's here with us. The psychology of Jenny's relationship with her children is very perplexing. And as her sister in the show, I was really wondering if you had any insights because um, when Jenny was, you know, screaming at, you know, Susie's chat room and, you know, the wonderful, indomitable Susan Carter sharing the baby news with the nation, or well, you know, North Borsetshire, and Jenny's driving along and losing the plot. And um, it, it, it reminded me of the, um, and there's been some chat on, on Twitter about this, the horrendous way Jenny behaved towards Lexi and vile to Lexi. And it's just interesting in terms of sort of, Jenny seems incredibly controlling and very traditional in terms of the kind of lifestyle she'd like her children to lead, even though her own pathways through parenthood haven't been traditional. And then as her sister in the show, I just wondered if you had any kind of insight to share as to why Jenny is so controlling and horrible in relation to our wonderful Lexi, who lots of us want to come back. Like, can you just shed a light on that? Really just it's really strange. I know, well, ask the script writers. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no I, I, think, I think you're right. I think, you know, the, the, the word that I would use about her is traditional because she's a traditional person and I think she just wants everything to be just so she doesn't want to rock the boat in any way even despite as you say you know her own life has been a bit rocky and so on um we we often it's it's interesting with these two characters actually with with Jenny and Lillian because in the early days before I was playing Lillian she was quite straight-laced that Lillian and it was Jennifer who you know was 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 the bit of the tear away as we know you know um, and over the years the characters have kind of swapped and so Jennifer has become a bit more straight laced and Lillian is the one you know that's the gin swinging man hunting and um, so yeah, it's it's quite but I think it's it's tradition and I think particularly the way Angie plays her which I think she plays her brilliantly and beautifully um you know if we have scenes together when obviously Lillian is probably usually causing mayhem you know she's got this wonderful way of oh, you can't behave like this you know um and uh yeah I think it's just that she wants to to be in control but she doesn't want to rock the boat she doesn't want to be her family have got to be perfect you know and she wants to to be seen as as being perfect um in, in Ambridge I, I would say I tell you what I really enjoyed since we, you know, I feel that we've got our archers back. You know, I must admit, I was never a fan of the, of the monologues. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do want them to be completely and utterly dispensed with going forward. But that's just me. And it looks like I'm in a bit of a bit of a minority when it comes to that. But when we got our, our archers back and there was, you know, proper dialogue, um, it seems that we've had, we've turned over uh, that your character, Sonny, you turned over a new leaf. You seem to be like the agony aunt in chief. You know, it was Linda coming to you, Robert. Now, now, Alice, do you see this as um, um, a role that you'll inhabit kind of going forward? That you're everybody's confidant? That would be great, wouldn't it? The, the agony aunt of Ambridge. I mean, that, that, that's it. Um, AAA. Uh, so, yeah, it would be, I mean, it was lovely to play, or, or, you know, to, to, get, to get those scripts. And then I thought it was lovely at the end of it all, you know, her anxiety about having her put her foot in it and, oh, my goodness, you know, what she'd done and Linda will never speak to her ever again. And that was a fun scene to play with, with Carol, you know, when, when Lillian just assumed she's going to be blown into, into space because, you know, she's going to be so violent here. And, of course, it was quite the opposite. Um, 
yeah, it was it was really it was really nice to play those scenes. I have to say, and and I mean, I've obviously I've had scenes with Carol before as Linda, but I hadn't had so many with Graham, um, uh, who plays mm. Robert, and it was lovely. It was it's always nice to find yourself um, having in depth scenes with characters in the Archer that you don't normally have in depth scenes with. You know, might be passing, saying hi in the ball, but to suddenly have in depth scenes um, is interesting because you find out how your character relates to that character um, in, in more depth and it, yeah, it was, it was good. So yes, you never know, you never know. Um, she may become the agony aunt of Ambridge, which would be a great role for her. I don't know how but, Susan Hart would take that, but it <laughs> that 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 would be fantastic. Now, what we're going to have to do is uh, have a little bit of a break, and uh, we're going to do quiz, and then we're going to come back, everybody. And what we're going to do after we we set the quiz questions is we're going to have um, because remember, there's no caller in us uh, this week. Uh, it's just Zoomer in us. So if you've got a question um, either for Sunny or about this week's um, Archers, basically uh, put your hand up and uh, you can uh, fire your question off. All right, but um, first, it's it's the most important bit of these shows, other than, of course, as well as just uh, ha- having our guests. It's the quiz, and I made it a little bit easier this week. So these are, these are super easy, right? First off, we start off with the pitch round. You just say what you see. And I think this one is an utter gimme. Now, we do have a lot of visually impaired uh, listeners uh, to the podcast. So I do have to kind of describe this, which is going to really kind of give give the ball away, uh, give the game away. Uh, but the first, we have a series of images, and this is an archer's thing or person. The very first one um, is a flower of sorts. And then we have a, a monarch, and she ruled in the 18th century, had lots of kids. They all died in childbirth, very sad. Then we have something which rings an alarm so to speak uh, then we have a farmyard animal then we have a person who seems to be pointing at themselves what archer's thing or person is this again uh, we have a flower we have an english monarch famous for having lots of kids uh, something that rings the alarm maybe if you're an old town crier you'd use this then we have a farmyard animal looking all kind of cute Maybe quite tasty if, if, if you like to chow down on a little bit of meat. And then we have somebody looking rather happy with themselves and they're pointing at themselves. So that is our first archer's thing or person. Secondly, what is this archer's thing or person? I said I've made these super easy this week. Um, it's a white substance and uh, it's the staple of civilization. Without it, crumbs. Humanity wouldn't have been fueled uh, to do the great works which is done. There's a wonderful graphic symbol next to it. And then we have some TV graphics. That's our next image. And then we have a set of curtains. So, Glenn, full of love. I, I know you. I can see you there, Glenn. You're, you're writing your notes down there. You're going, oh yeah, I think I, Rufa, I think I nailed this one. This, I've got this. Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs up. Sarah Brown, lovely to see you. Look at you, looking all lovely. Thank you for the wave. So it's a white substance, folks, and it's the thing which ultimately um, gave humanity the power to to uh, to tap all of its potential through civilization. That's what this thing does. It looks like a. You know, incredibly powerful stuff a graphic ampersand sign then we have some tv graphics and bunch of curtains what is that archer's thing or person only two pitch around questions uh this week right now now on to the quiz now francesca word salad actually did 
these questions because I was just too busy getting everything set up. So Francesca, wherever you are, we thank you and we salute you. Right, so these are just generic archers questions. How many episodes of Ambridge Extra were made? Was it A, 112, B, 254, or C, 308? How many episodes of Ambridge Extra were made? Was it A, 112, 2, uh, sorry, B, 254, or C, 308? I used to love me some Ambridge Extra. When, uh, when our Lillian was off in Moscow, and then also uh, down there in the Balkans, good times, good times indeed. Um, which of these is not an Ambridge dog? A, Captain, B, Judy, or C, Bonnie? Which of these is not a dog of Ambridge? A, Captain, B, Judy, C, Bonnie. Don't know what you win for this quiz other than just accolade and plaudits from your fellow dumpty dummers. Uh, but anyway, it, it's worth winning. The plaudits, I suppose. Right, now, question three. What was Ian up to when Lexi went into labour with Xander? A, chopping up venison in Grey Gables. B, judging the flower and produce show. I'm going to say that again. The flower and produce show. There you go, folks. Uh, and then C, giving Helen advice about Lee's daughters. So what was Ian up to when Lexi went into labour with Xander? A, chopping up venison in Grey Gables. B, judging the flower and produce show. Or C, giving Helen advice about Lee's daughters. That is question number three. Question number four. Who wrote Barwick Green? Was it A, Arthur Askey? B, Arthur Wood? C, Arthur Crown? Was it A, Arthur Askey? B, Arthur Wood? Or C, Arthur Crown? And the last question, what was Auntie Christine's calling in life? Auntie Cardboard, we call her, affectionately, of course. Was she a horticulturalist? Was she uh, a cook? Or was she a riding instructor? instructor? Sorry. What was her main profession before she retired and then went off to the laurels? Was she a horticulturalist? Was she a cook? Or was she a riding instructor? So those are our questions, folks. And at the end of the show, before we wave goodbye to, to our Sonny, um, we'll give you the answers. And then it's all going to just descend because I know you have your, uh, your, your beverages with you and your best party frocks. And uh, we're going to just, the, the last hour is going to be a free-for-all. I know Rosie in particular has got, a, has got a party piece all primed and ready, haven't you, Rosie? Totes. Totes. Right. Wicked. Right. <laughs> Hello, Ambridge3962. Now, folks, um, it's the time for you to pose a question. Remember, there's no caller in us. So if you would like to... Crumbs, Carol, you've just come straight off your horse, haven't you? Look at you with your, with your riding hat on. You look wonderful, Missus. Well done. Um, so, if you've got, if you'd like to maybe comment, hello Bernadette. If you'd like to comment about uh, last week's action in Ambridge, this is your time. Or if you've got a question for our Sonny, so um, wave away, folks, and I will come to you. All right, Paul Loutman, I'm coming to you. I've asked you to unmute, sir. Uh, go for it, Paul. You're up. Hello again, hello Sonny. Hi, Paul. Um, 
mind. Something I'm very intrigued about, you, you mentioned earlier on about how with the equipment you can now do duologues. But how are you doing these? Are you doing them just recording each individual bits and they're putting them together, or are you actually talking and you can hear someone else and see them? The latter, yes. The latter. Yeah, we, we, we hear each other down the line. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we look, what we'll have done, we'll have done a, a Zoom read through everybody anyway, at which stage you do see, obviously, like we're seeing each other now. But then when we get to the actual, then we'll, because we were doing that anyway before we went back into studio um and the, but then when we record remotely um yeah i will be hearing say if it was uh, carol i will be hearing her down the line so that's great that's great okay. that's why it was so tricky initially um to organize something like that because the problem was everybody's wi-fi connection was different mm. you know everybody's acoustic was different so they had to have the software in order to be able to iron all all that out so we got so basically in my ear, I have got Carol, for instance, and then I've got the technician, um, Andy, and I've got my producer as well. So there are four of us, basically, um, you know, on, on, online. Yeah. You've only got two ears. You need four ears from the sound. <laughs> you do, you do, you do. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was just no, intrigued about that. Yeah, Thank no, you. that's a really interesting question, actually, because funnily enough, I have been recording um, a, a, an audio book, um, which actually is a, is a, is a two-person audio book, so it's, it's in the form of a conversation. Um, and uh, that's been quite complicated because we haven't had the same sort of acoustic situation that we have with all the BBC equipment. Um, and, and that's been quite interesting because I've been recording my part at home and the other actress has been recording her part at home and then it's all been spliced together. Um, so uh, that, that, that's been quite tricky. So it'll be interesting to see what that sounds like. Mm. Do we have another question? You've got to make yourself known. You've got to... Uh, all right, Cranky Yankee. Hello. Sonny, what is your favourite thing that has happened to Lillian? What was the most fun to act out? Oh, gosh, you know. Cranky Yankee, is that your real name, first of all, before of I... Of course ask? not. But it's fun to have a pseudonym. Very funny. Oh, it's great. Um, do you know, gosh, it's really difficult. I've had so many um, lovely uh, storylines and fun storylines. Top five. Top, top five. Oh, my goodness. I'm very old now, you know, trying to retrieve it from my mind. Um, I, I have always loved the storylines with, with Carol, who plays Linda, because we always have a bit of fun with that, you know, because we're always at odds with each other. Um, and, um, I mean, actually, one of the, 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 one of the most recent ones was when she decided to tie herself to uh, the, the bull sign, you know, because we wanted to change the name of, of, of the bull. Uh, and uh, some of those were, were, were great scenes and great fun to play. I mean, I just love being very indignant with her and, and, and so on. Um, one of the other funny storylines was years ago, actually, when Lillian was supposed to have had a facelift. And I had to do all, all the scenes, you know, like this. She sort of came back and that, that, was, that was great fun. That was, that was another one. And then there was another one much earlier that I did actually with Angie, who plays Jenny. Um, when we were supposed to be um, uh, in, in a sauna. And uh, that was also quite fun. And then we were also supposed to be having one of those treatments, you know, where you, you clothe yourself in, in cellophane and stuff like that. And so the, the, so the spot person was there with this roll of cellophane. It was sort of all tightly, tightly in that. That was, that was another fun one to do. Um, and I, I've, always, <laughs> I've always enjoyed the bed scenes in the actress and Lillian's had quite a few. Uh, 
because they're, they're always hysterical because in studio we have uh, an area of the studio where we've got a sofa but it's a sofa bed and actually what we do when we're supposed to be in bed you know it becomes a bed and uh, we have the duvet and we have all that the microphone is very very close to us but there's always three people in that relationship because we always have to have a person on spot as well who is there rustling the duvet and, and doing whatever so you know it can get quite funny and quite quite intimate because a great thing about radio is you can use such little voice so you know, and um simon uh, who who plays um uh, who, 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 who's that love? yes thank you my character uh, he, he he in the early days was very funny because we had scenes where we were supposed to be in bed and um you know, he was supposed to be undoing his flies and, and things like that, you know, and uh, there was an S, you know, on the floor near to his groin, near to the microphone, just pulling up and down zips and all that. It's very, it's, it's good job. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. You always seem, it just seems, it seems like your part as Lillian comes alive. Oh, uh, well, that's great. Well, she's, she's such a joy to play and I have been given some great storylines that, you know, some, the, the writers have been very kind to me and um, she's just always just fun, you know. I think the great thing about her and wh why people like her so much is because she says and does all the things that we'd all like to say but possibly probably don't, you know. She's yeah, a, she's a bit of id. Yeah, yeah. She's a bit of id. Yeah, she, absolutely, absolutely. Um, my theory is that she's never really grown up, you know, so she's sort of you know, and fortifies herself with the old gin. <laughs> Thank you for that, Cranky Yankee. Uh, do we have any other questions uh, waiting to jump out of, out of a Zoomer in um, uh, Okay, Bernadette Hawks, uh, you're up. Yeah, um, I'm kind of, I'm sitting here thinking I've probably answered oh, the question hello. in my head, but it's for, for Lillian, um, Sunny. Hello. Hi, Bernadette. Oh. Hi. You actually have a conscience. <laughs> That's a really good question, isn't it? I think you know, sometimes you do wonder, don't you, with her? Um, I think, I think, I think she does. Um, I think sometimes she has to reach for that conscience quite a lot. Um, and uh, I thought it was quite interesting, actually, this recent storyline when she was suddenly having doubts <laughs> about how she had acted with Linda and if she'd really, you know, blown the friendship and so on and so forth. Um, it's it quite unusual for Lillian, actually. I, I have to say that it, it was quite fun, quite fun to play. Yeah, she does have a conscience, but. When it suits her, I would say. Yeah. I'm wondering how she's going to cope with Alice if the storyline goes not very well. Yeah, and I think I think she will definitely be appalled. You know, not appalled, but I think she'll be upset that she, knowing, and she will, of course, what's gone on, that she maybe encouraged her, you know, at a time when, when obviously Alice was trying to cope with her demons um, and so on and so forth but of course from Lillian's point of view always done with the best of intentions and you know just wanting to have a lovely time with her niece and they always have had lovely times you know having a glass of wine or G&T or something so yes she um, she sadly walked into that one but it was a great plot device really I think it it, it worked very well actually because everybody including myself when I heard it was going oh no 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 you know <laughs> this poor girl is trying so hard <laughs> Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, just before we go back to more questions, just um, there's one question on Facebook, and it's from Peter Jackson, and he says, "Were we ever told what breed of dog Ruby is? Were we ever told that, Sonny?" And you know, 
I, I'm not sure we were actually told, um, you know, the audience was told, but I do remember it was something that we discussed heavily in studio because one needed to know, you know, I was saying, what am I petting here? And I think they sort of decided that it was going to be something like a little little Jack Russell or something like that type of thing. I, I was hoping that, you know, we would go for some... I don't know, Labradoodle or something like that. I thought that would have been quite fun. You know, Labradoodle that she couldn't control um, that was causing havoc and ambage, I thought would really be... Um, and it would be typical of Lillian to have something extraordinary. You know, she wouldn't just be an ordinary dog. She'd have to have something sort of strange. But I, I, as I, I remember, I think... I don't think it's ever been specifically said, but I think the idea is that it's something like a little Jack Russell, that type of thing. Uh, I have to say uh, thank you to Rosie Taylor, who's... a. Uh pulled me up on my pronunciation it's not Barrett Green it's Barrick Green and I actually I did know that but I keep on uh, lapsing into that mistake uh, so uh, we're back on to uh, speak of you so do you oh Pat Brown look at you with your hat you've come dressed up Pat Brown look at you well done I right, we're coming over to you uh, it's me old mucker from from the flick app uh, you can unmute yourself sir and you look you look very very regal um, there you go not so much a question for Lillian, just a comment. That Susan Carter, yesterday's episode, how awful was she? I mean, at her absolute worst. Uh, and I do not know how Jer Jenny finally sort of reconciled herself to what Susan had just done. I mean, that woman needs to be sacked from the radio at the first <laughs> possible moment. That's all I have to say. Until the uh, show bit later. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. Actually, I do love all that. I think Charlotte's really sort of, you know, who plays Susan's really grabbed that, hasn't she, with two hands? It's it's a great device for her as a character, isn't it? That's brilliant. Mm. <laughs> What's well, so, so funny? Did, did, you, did you know that people have been trying to phone in to Susie's chat room? So when they read out the number on Radio Borsetshire, Archer's listeners everywhere around the world have been trying to call in and they just can't get through. They can't get through. Maybe maybe it's going to be a spin-off series. <laughs> it would be the Susan Carter show, you know. Oh, gosh, okay. Do we have any more questions? Uh, Vicky, you need to come back, by the way, Vicky. I've seen you just walk off. Uh, so, Wake and Kraken, uh, there you go. And then we're going to come on to you, Terry. You're going to be next. Okay, cheers. Evening, everyone. As you know, I'm not Peggy's greatest fan at all. And I just wondered, how's Peggy... How's Peggy going to take these, this news? Is she going to see Alice's baby as a new sacrifice for her vampiric <laughs> traits? Or, you know, is she going to be disappointed? What do you think, Sonny? Oh, gosh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I think basically she'd be thrilled because, you know, any 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 addition to the family is, um, is will be good in her books. But, of course, you know, she she's... You know, she has her opinions, doesn't she, uh, about things? And I think she, when she knows that there is issues with with the old uh, the old drink, um, I think she 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 will give her advice. She's very she's very kind, isn't she? Really? No. Well, no, she is. She's always very very clear. She's very she's stern, but in a very kindly grandmotherly way. I always think you don't. It's evil. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy said no even though she knew the struggle that Emma had been through. Yeah. It's a thumbs down from me, Sonny. And Nick. Oh, right. <laughs> and Bernadette. <laughs> and Pat. Yeah, you see, she's my mother. So I, I you know, she's <laughs> a place in my heart. 
I need to come on to uh, you now, Terry. You're about to ask a question. There you go. Hi, um, I had a question about your uh, Lillian's love life. Looking back at the chemistry that she had um, with Matt and with Paul, are you hoping that Justin is it? Or do you think there might be room for another romantic storyline? Well, you never know. I think the thing about Lillian, she's getting younger, isn't she? Instead of getting older, it seems, you know, she's... she's I don't know. We, we, let's hope. Let's hope not. Let's, well, let's hope that Justin is, is the one, is the man. But, of course, uh, you just never know with Lillian, do you? You know, she's got an eye to the main chance. And, um, she's, yeah, she's been very lucky, I think, in life that she's had all these chaps in her life. But I think maybe Justin will be the one. I think Justin may be the one. And I think if she's sensible, he will be the one and she won't start playing around and, and misbehaving. Um, but it's, 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 it's easy for her to do, I think. You know, she's easily lured, is, is our Lillian, um, into the uh, uh, away from the straight and narrow. But, you know, she's getting on now. So I think she just should be thankful that she's got that beautiful Justin on her arm, quite frankly. <laughs> Selling a little? or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do we let I think we got time for two more questions. So all right, Carol. All right. Oh yeah, sorry, go on, go on, Quentin. Well, Royfel, just off the back of Terry's question, mm-hmm. and also Cranky Yankee, and I know I think we've got Witherspoon on as well. Whenever I listen to the podcast, I'm always fascinated by the global reach of the archers, but particularly it seems in America and Canada. Mm. I mean, Terry, for instance, why what do you, why why do you find the archers so fascinating? As an American why do you love it so much? I, I just, it absolutely amazes me because it's so quintessentially English and stupid. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I've read almost every book that has come out, collected them for years. My husband's British. And I think that the show has given me a different lens to kind of view him and his family and the entire British culture through. It's just a unique lens to look at it through. And I just, I love it. I just absolutely love it. So what, what have you learned about us funny English through the arches? <laughs> it's really um i think oh, i'll have to give, write my own book give, give us to a get flavor, all that out. one or two things that have you've learned well the i think mainly that even though a lot of british people and i hope i don't offend anybody when i say right. that you guys do keep your emotions very held and tight but your inner monologue is not at all like that <laughs> so i'm very straightforward so when somebody's not straightforward with me i initially think i, I don't i don't know how to process that So I'm realizing, I guess, over the years, how much more layers there are behind the simple things that are are said in conversation. Yes, we're like we're like onions, aren't we? We English, yes, we're (laughs) multi-layered. But you you just but you just love it. What what captivates you about it? Do you do you just find the whole narrative and the whole story and the whole drama just absolutely captivating to you? I I do, and I I like the and I I don't mean this as a a backwards compliment. The the mundaneness of it. How it's not like, you know, the East Enders or, you know, Days of Our Lives, in, in our case, kind of soap opera, like every day is something major. It's, you got to stick with it. You got to love it if it's going to be part, if you're going to be part of it. And, yes. um, and I love the community around it as well. Yeah, that, that's crucial to understanding any love for the archers, to accept the mundanity of it. But it's interesting also that whenever there is a big storyline like the, the modern slavery or whatever, Lots of us are captivated by that or Rob Titchener, but many people don't like, if you like, the really nitty gritty, hard hitting storylines. They like, they think, I just don't, I've had enough of the hard world. I want between, you know, seven and 7.15, a nice world. Um, do you like the, the, the nitty gritty stories? I, I'm kind of, I, I like all of it. I do have to admit, I'm loving the fact that the coronavirus has not been so in our face on the archers. It's been a nice, way to kind of get away from that for even just a few minutes a day. I'm, I'm, you know, grateful that you guys were able to do the, the individual recordings along the way. I think that really kind of kept it going for, for people stuck at home. Well, it's great that you're listening to it in Texas. That's fantastic. <laughs> I've just looked you up on Twitter in case you're wondering. Stalker. Stalker Rainer. No, just doing my research. <laughs> um, and Cranky Yankee, what do you like about the Archers? 
it's basically I feel the same way as Terry. It's like the mundaneness. It's an escape. I've learned a lot about British British words. Um, I've learned how to make. British flapjacks and a pickle and <laughs> pickle and cheese sarmi sami, um, uh, and uh, it's just the whole mundaneness of it. Um, uh, and I found I found it by as soon as it came to um, the the I, iTunes, I found it. But it was it was I discovered it when I listened to the BBC on the shortwave radio because it would talk about the archers moving times and I thought oh this sounds so nice but I didn't get to listen to it for till a few years later until it became on iTunes right so. interesting has, has it made you want to visit Borsetshire both of you I've been to England a couple times before <laughs> <laughs> uh, over there Sorry, Terry. Sorry. Before this whole thing hit, I actually had planned to take like a solo vacation in the area um, and, and actually really kind of write. I, I have this idea of writing a, an American and Ambridge kind of book. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of go there and like sequester myself in a village that's not my in-laws village because that's its own kind of thing yeah. and kind of get, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get when, when I get a chance to travel to go back. I think that will be a seller. Definitely. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to get get a copy of that. Now, uh, two more questions. Philippa, you had your hand up. Uh, got two more questions for our Sunny because she's got a hard out. She's got supper to eat very soon. I can smell it. <laughs> yes. Hi, Sunny. My question is about the Zoom rehearsals. Is there any way we can get involved with those? Because it'd be amazing to watch them. It would be. I don't think so. No, I don't think it would be. Um, but uh, yeah, it. It. Um, I, no. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> I don't think you could. But it. It. It has been lovely because in the very early days, you know, when when we went into lockdown and we were doing the monologues, you know, for quite a, a while, we didn't even have any rehearsal of those. You know, we just went sort of straight into it. We rehearsed it online, but we didn't have any of the of the of the Zoom readers at all. We didn't have any readers at all. So uh, it was kind of straight in um but um uh no i mean the interesting thing about the zoom thing is of course as as with all of us the wi-fi connections are all so different and we're all in different places you know somebody's up in their attic and and somebody's down in a basement and 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 sometimes you know it's fantastic but other times you can find yourself doing a scene with somebody and not not quite knowing you know if they've, they've finished because and that's why of course in the early days um, we had to just do monologues because the issue was all the Wi-Fi connection. But it, but it is great to be with everybody uh, and to be able to ask the producer questions at that time and and so on and so forth. But uh, no, I don't think it'd be possible for you to be there. And then maybe you'd know what was coming up. You you couldn't have that. You'd know what was coming up. You see. <laughs> I um I know I said just uh, two more questions and we and we've done one. Let's have just two more and then I think we can Sonny can have her have her supper. All right, Carol, there you go. Hello there. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sunny. Um, I can't remember how old Lillian actually is. She is 70. 70. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sunny, do you ride horses yourself? Well, no, I don't really. I mean, I did when I was young because yeah. I'm a farmer's daughter and I remember we had, but, 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 but not seriously is, is, is what I would say. Clearly you are. Clearly you do. Well, well, yeah, the reason I asked you is because I don't ride as much as I used to do 
because I feel old age creeping up and when you land on the ground, <laughs> it's very painful nowadays. And I'm always amazed at Lillian riding highly strung horses, galloping like mad across and, and steady and all that. And I just think, oh my goodness, what a terribly brave lady Lillian is, because I would probably not be doing that. But you, you know, that yourself. I do, but you know, probably we have to remember that probably when she is riding, she's probably fortified by a bottle of gin. It's <laughs> not, not a feeling <laughs> as much, you know, as, as, as one might normally. Uh, and uh, so I would think that that's that's the real answer. That's the real answer, too. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a hip flask as well, you know, and she's riding on, you know, and all that. <laughs> that's courage. Yep, that's a good Thank one. you. Thank you for your question there, Carol. We've got one more, folks, one more. And then um, Lillian, um, Lillian asks Sonini to go and have her supper. Dr. Cara Courage. Hello and welcome. Um, you know, I'm going to unmute you. You're going to have the you're going to have the final question. There you go, Doc. You're up. Yes, you go on. You can unmute yourself. Oh, my God, that's so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Just for people that don't know, um, we're, we're good friends with the Academic Archers. Um, they're a wonderful bunch of people, uh, in lovely geeks who go into the weeds uh, of all things uh, Borsetshire and Ambridge. And from an academic perspective, they've even got books out about it and stuff. So uh, Cara is going to be one of the judges on the talent show in a little bit. And uh, she's travelled near. Uh, she's travelled all over England to get to her brothers just so they can get here on time. So there you go. You can have the final question to Sunny. I don't know if I have a question. I've just, it's been an absolute joy to listen to you, Sunny. And it's, it's, it's just absolutely lovely to have that insight into it as well. So just thank you very much. I'm so sorry. I was just so enjoying listening that I wasn't actually thinking of a question. I'm, I feel like I've let you all down. I'm so sorry. Well, you're going to have to make it up to us later. I there will you do. go. I will. There you go. Uh, Sunny. Oh, Thank no, there's you. another question. Lonnie's there. Go on. All right, then. Okay. Go on, Mr. Bihar. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Sonny, I, I know you were channeling Lillian a few minutes ago, but when you said you were Lillian was 70, I checked on the Archer's oh, website. How old is she? Lillian is 73. Just for the <laughs> thing is, darling, you know, the, the thing is, when you drink as much gin as I do, you can't remember, you know. <laughs> it's trying to lose years, quite frankly. What is trying That's to lose? Quite, quite all right. Quite all right. <laughs> A woman's prerogative. Lonnie, Mr. Witherspoon, wow, don't you look wonderful. Thank you for dressing up for this auspicious occasion. But, Sonny, uh, we have to say goodbye to you. Go have your supper. What, what have you got? Having lasagna, darling. That's Ooh. what we're with a nice G&T. I'm sure that's what we're <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you for uh, spending Friday, your Friday evening with us. And no doubt we'll have you back on the podcast soon. Cheers to you, Sonny. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 I tell you what we're going to do, folks. Uh, we're going to give you the, the quiz answers. And then we're going to wrap the show up as we traditionally do. And then we're going to go uh, and have our cocktail hour. 
so uh, won't be uh, you should have um, a little bit of uh, liquid refreshment with you and uh, and we're going to be right royally entertained by the dumdy dummers uh, far and wide let's give you the quiz answers and let's see who has aced it this week so how many episodes of ambridge extra were there there were 112 and i must admit uh, i was a big fan of ambridge extra i thought it was bonkers but it was a lot of fun which of these dogs was not an ambridge pooch it was c bonnie of course a jack woolley had captain uh that's my favorite ambridge dog there's lots of captain wasn't there in in the 80s and the 90s bonnie was not an ambridge dog what was ian up to when lexi went into labor with zander he was judging the flower and produce show that's what he was doing who wrote barrick green it was arthur wood not arthur askey those are man of many talents his talent didn't go to composing ditties uh, of that sort uh and the last question uh before we go on to the pitch around answers what was auntie chris's life calling she was a riding instructor of course she had the stables before shula now it's the pitch around and these are so easy this week um quentin rayner hello what do you reckon this is we've got a flower we've got uh, a monarch We've got something you you ring. Uh, we've got a farmyard animal and somebody pointing at themselves. Who is that? Well, gosh, it's tough. This is tough, Roy. We've got, Lil- we got a lily. Yeah. We've got Queen Anne. Mm-hmm. Lily Anne. We've got a bell. Yeah. Lily Anne, bell, bell, bell. And a woman pointing at herself, me. I you think, s- I think, <laughs> and I might be wrong, <laughs> Is it Lillian Bellamy? Yeah, you'd be correct. You would be correct. Well done. I told you these are easy this week. Right, Rosie Porty, Rosie McGlynn, what do you see there? Mm-hmm. What do you see? Well, I think it's Royfield. So you see a you see a, a glass bowl of a white substance, which mm. when you were describing it sounded like crack cocaine, to be honest. <laughs> Did crack cocaine fuel human civilization? Crack cocaine might have fueled the 80s. So you have a bowl, a bowl of white powder, you have an ampersand, mm-hmm. then you have a blue screen that says produced by Jerome Epstein, which I find a bit disturbing. And then you have some beautiful theatre curtains, which I thought could have resulted in the Flower and Produce show slash some strange crossover between Breaking Bad and a really grim undercover New Yorker investigator. But that's just me. I don't know. You know what? I didn't even realise. I just did a Google search for TV credits with the, with the word produced in. I didn't realise what it said. Yeah, I, I would kind of dash out of the Epstein if I were you. Just, just kind of saying yeah. that. Goodness. Goodness. You are correct. Is a flower and produce show. These were very easy uh, this week. Very easy. I thought, you know what? It's the 350th show. Uh, There's no point making them really hard. Who got all of those correct? I'm looking. Wave if you did. Pat Brown. Do you call yourself Toft, are you, this week, sir? Well done. And uh, who else? Who else? Did anybody else get all of them correct? Of course you did, Doc. Small Smiley, I'm coming to you. I think uh, Mia did as well. Well done, Mia. And um, hello. Hello. Very proud. First time ever. 
Um, where, where are you at the moment? Can anyone hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, we can, we can hear you. Where are you? I'm near, I'm near Mia. <laughs> I, live, I live in the northeast. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. That, that, maybe that's the reason why the internet connection is so dodgy, because you're all the way up in the northeast of England. Exactly. <laughs> I'm right by the sea. Oh, well, that, there you go. There you go. Famously, there's technical problems if internet connections are by the sea. But well done. Well done. Quentin's going to send you something special in the post for winning. Am I? Ooh. Yes. All right. Oh, no, I'll tell I tell you what. I want his shirt. I want his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well done, everybody. I promised that already to Sunny. She wants it. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sunny oh, another, me, definitely. Another, Another piece of uh, another piece of, 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 of clothing I'll send you, okay? Perfect. Yeah, washed. <laughs> if you must. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wrap things up in the traditional kind of dum-de-dum manner because we are going to push this out as a podcast this weekend. So I'm going to say this, dumdedum.com, go there. It's got a shop. There's wonderful things you can do on dumdedum.com. One of the wonderful things you can do on dumdedum.com other than purchasing from the shop, it could be a mug, it could be a T-shirt, whatever. Maybe Quentin will need a T-shirt after he's given Small Smiley his shirt. He'll need something to wear. I will. Yes. You will. You will. So he'll be buying something from the shop. But also what you can do is uh, go on to dumdum.com and listen to the previous episodes of the show. Another way which you can help support or a great way you can help support this podcast is going on to patreon.com. And for $2 per episode, um, it means that uh, you support the show. It's awesome because it means that I had to buy Restream to be able to do this, just as one little tiny thing. And so this means that people on Facebook and then YouTube can actually watch this. Restream isn't free. So if you help and support the podcast by going to Patreon, whatever it means, I can pay for things like that. So thank you for everybody that does support the podcast on Patreon, because it means I could pay for Restream today. So you could actually watch this on Facebook or YouTube. Another thing you can do is write us a review. And um, you've been writing reviews. Don't stop. Why stop? Just because we've done 350 shows, don't think, oh my goodness, I can stop writing a review now. Keep going, because it means that we've got those podcast charts if you write a review. Remember, to get in contact, you can, you can send us a message via SpeakPipe on the website, or you can call 0203-031-3105 to leave a message, or you can send a text message beginning with DUMB to 07786- you all know the next bit i say something like we started on twitter twitter is what conceived us and we just stated for i don't know lucy and i thought about doing it for about a week it's a very quick gestation from uh from me meeting her on twitter to dumped on being birth and us doing the first episode um but you can find quentin quentin you're on twitter aren't you i am on twitter yeah, yes. you, you you like the Twitters, don't you? I, I like the Twitters, yes. And I you mean. like people following you, don't you? Kind of, it gives you a real sense of inflation, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need inflating. He's a lovely, beautiful man. I, yes, it gives, me, it gives me value and purpose in my life. So please follow me. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Quentin Rayner. Uh, one word so is Q-U-E-N-T-I-N-R-A-Y-N-E-R because it's often spelled O-R. Rosie, you're new to the Twitters, aren't you, relatively speaking? I am. So I've been, I think, in the Twitter universe uh, since, I think, July time. But I've mm. been meeting some amazing people. Bernadette, Claire, 
uh, Witherspoon. There are some awesome, Philippa, I can see so many folk pats out there. And we've had some hilarious and engaging exchanges. I'm at Rosie Porty. And actually, you can find Sunny on Twitter. She doesn't really indulge in it that much, but uh, she's, you can find her at Sunny Almond. And I can be found quite simply at Roy Fieldsville, R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D. There is Facebook, and Facebook is there for people that like Facebook. And if you like Facebook, you're probably on Facebook because you like it. So if you're on Facebook, why don't you type in Dum Dee Dum and join us on Facebook. And special big ups goes out to the, all those people that are on Facebook right now because they're watching us. So why don't you all wave? Everybody wave. I'm going on the group view. There you go. Everybody on Facebook is getting a wave. There you go. Hello, Mr. Zuckerberg. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quentin Rayner. Yes. Now the next bit's in green, sir. Oh, it is. That means I've got to talk. Ah, Royfield. Sorry? Um, the Flickapp posse that Royfield's meant to have mentioned. Thank you to the Flickapp people. Oh, you know what? I, I, was, I was coming on to that. I was coming on oh. to that. I've got to do my first bit, Rosie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, you do your bit and then we'll do the flick at posse and okay. then uh, we're going to cocktail hour. All right. Um, so what I also need to say is that uh, remember when tweeting about the archers, um, particularly on the, you know, the tweet along on, on Sundays and during the week, but uh, is, is to use the uh, capitalised hashtag, uh, the archers. Uh, so it's capital T-H-E, capital A I. A-R-C-H-E-R-S, because that really helps the visually impaired uh, people who use screenwriters to actually follow the tweet along. Uh, without capitals, it's pretty much impenetrable and gobbledygook. So if you could use the capitalised hashtag, the archers, that's a really big help. Yeah, uh, there are people that use hashtags on Facebook too, so that's, that's really important. And uh, I think the... the the Archers has um, a lot of visually impaired um, listeners for a very obvious reason. So it's really important that we make things um, as easy for them so they can actually follow along with us on social media. So please capitalise. And I know somebody uh, pointed out that on Dum Dee Dum yesterday, on um, within our bio, we hadn't actually done that. And, and we've done that now. Um, OK, I think that's just about the show before and then we're going to cut the podcast uh, roundabout now but i did want to just say to everybody that um 2020 for everybody has been um the most trying of years you know i'm over here in canada in in isolation i've literally only seen one person in 10 days because i'm over here to see my kids and i have to be in a strict uh, strict isolation here i'm not even allowed to physically leave the airbnb where i am this global pandemic has made all of our lives uh, very trying uh, one thing which we've had going for us um is our love of the archers and then around that is the community uh which which is dum de dum and it's really helped me personally and also, very obviously, this year, Dum Dum has gone through uh, some quite uh, seismic changes. Uh, as I've said to uh, said to people, um, six years of doing things one way um, it is a long time, and nothing lasts forever. But 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 I really do thank everybody that stuck with us this year, stuck with us at Dum Dum, 
and whilst we've tried out new things new people you know i'm still making my mind up about quentin i don't know i don't know if he really works you know that rosie she's a star she's a natural you know but quentin i don't know but like you know i'm gonna keep going i'll give him an, another try and, and another try until it works and whatever but, uh, man <laughs> on Dunstan, in that beautiful shirt and I have to say, you should say a massive thank you to Kerry and Peter, who have been phenomenal in stepping up. But, you know, it's been, you know, it's, I think it's been really fantastic how things have evolved and changed, but people have stepped up and there's been a huge amount of support out there in the community. But I think also, just a, I think, thank you, Royfield, because you've been a superstar through all of this and a lot of, and lots of clap, clapping because oh. I'm just stepping and taking over again, as I always do, but you've been really amazing through our lockdown experiences and people have been genuinely just looking forward to Fridays and it's been fantastic. So I think a massive thank you from all of us to you. Oh, thank, thank you. I was, was, wasn't saying it, uh, to get any, any kind of plaudits back, but... I can honestly say, I know a lot of you know that I do so many other podcasts, uh, things that made England, or I just had, um, I did a 10 American Presidents, I did a, an, an audio documentary on, on Ronald Reagan uh, this week, and that gets tens of thousands of downloads. But I utterly adore uh, the community of Dum Dee Dum. It gives me so much more than all my other podcasts just don't if I'm, if I'm being brutally honest so so thank you for helping to you know pick me up uh, this year when maybe i felt a little bit down or a little bit kind of morose and going mm, don't want to do this bloody thing again or whatever so thank you for being uh, you know stalwart supporters of the show